Good evening, dummies. Man, I've got a lot of people on live. It's been a fun show. Thanks for everyone sticking with me. We're now doing this show, and this is episode 267. Don't leave. I'll be back in about 15 minutes for those on live, and I'll answer your questions. People say that it takes a little while to get started. We don't want that to happen, so I'm going to run through this quick. What are we talking about tonight? Pretty simple. Sand castles. My youth politics left and right the constant struggle the arguing all of it is on tonight's show stick around we are going to have a good one i'll be right back after these quick messages hey dummies this is Matt from don't unfriend me what is a dummy a dummy is a don't unfriend me it's an acronym it's not an insult so if you hear me say it throughout the show please don't take offense second if you would do me a favor and like share and subscribe you can find all of my sites facebook youtube apple instagram all the podcasts you can think of and rumble stop on by say hello it's at don't unfriend me show i would greatly appreciate it last but not least you can go to don'tunfriendme.com and follow my blog all of my videos there you can also hit the shop where i've got don't unfriend me gear like this shirt that you can peruse and find something that you enjoy and support the show all made in america 10 percent goes to travis Mannion foundation for every purchase and veterans get a discount so Thank you. There's my quick advertisement. I'll play this before the show instead of doing it live, and hopefully it makes things go faster. Thanks, dummies. I appreciate it. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts. Right now. All right, two things I usually don't engage with my live audience while I'm recording a show, but I have to. First is the Punisher shirt. Somebody asked to see it. There it is, the female Punisher shirt. It is in production right now. It is pretty cool. And yes, it will be on sale in time for Christmas. Should be up tomorrow. Second, ad nauseum. Let's get to the show. My name is Matthew Spear. I am your host. I have a fun one planned for you tonight. My new camera, I hope it works well. I'm crossing my fingers and all 10 digits of toes. The sandcastle virtues are all swept away. Yes, that's Jethro Toll. And yes, that's thick as a brick. As a child, I remember vividly going to the beach almost every weekend or at least as often as I could. My grandmother lived a stone's throw away, and I would take advantage of her VW bug and hitch a ride with her. She was kind of like Richard Nixon, not too bright, but wise as hell. You know the type. I would meet a friend there who also lived nearby, and his name was Brian. We would build these amazing sandcastle villages next to each other and have epic battles that would last for hours. One day, we decided we were going to build our cities of sand and also build a mot. Not a moat, a mot. A giant copse, if you will, a wall made of pulverized rock. These walls were enormous, but one thing kept happening. The more we dug, the more seepage from the ocean we would encounter. It got so bad, our villages would be inundated with water before we could begin. We would have to bring in drier sand and fill the holes and then start the process over. And at one point, Brian redirected a moat right into my city. So I stacked buckets of water from the sea and would toss them in the air to land adjacent to my city directly into his emerging metropolis. It was all very sinister and devoid of logic. After hours, we began screaming at others, at each other, 
and we wouldn't allow each other to finish, but neither would relent the position of being the last to yield because we both wanted to tilt. My grandmother came over and demanded we tell her what the hell was going on. She listened intently, and after about 10 seconds of that nonsense, she simply explained, why don't you work together and build the best city and combine forces? You will not need to build a mot. You can get it done before tide comes in, and you will have more fun. Work together? What the hell was wrong with her? Of course we couldn't. We went on forever about who started it first, why we were the victims, and the rest is history. Little did we understand the real reason behind our failure. It wasn't Brian or myself who were to blame per se, but it was more about the premise that we agreed to destroy each other first before agreeing to help each other. Once we declared war on each other, we were headset on one conclusion without even an opportunity to retract and reassess. This is never more ever present than in today's politics. If you want to know, yes, both sides have things wrong. In politics, there's always wrong. Interestingly, there isn't always right either. Sometimes we don't know or there are multiple viable possible practical choices too. It's much better to ask who is best aligned with your best interests socially and economically. Both parties will pitch themselves as being well aligned. And what you need to be asking is whether or not that makes sense for you your family, kids, peers, and it's in your best interest to ask this in a data-driven, fact-based way too. Today, we have a ton of data to work from, and we've got our history right there for the asking as well. And there are strategies you need to evaluate. For example, a strategy consisting of ideological purity, say markets are the best solution, coupled with the implication of reaching that purity being the best for you. Is it? In what cases? Another strategy might be the idea that what is good for business is good for you. Which business? Big business, small business, all business, some business. In short, this is on you. The government in the U.S. is for the people, by the people, and of the people. There's a lot of money in play, and that money tends to get what it wants. Unless people vote, get active, get involved, get educated, and actually invest in their politics. Blame runs rampant. Some of it has merit. In fact, I think a lot of it has merit, but none of that actually matters. Settling the blame is a distraction that takes away from our ability to make better choices. And when we aren't actually making those choices, things don't progress. We fall behind. And in general, the outcomes are even worse. We are in the state we are in today, and there are choices we can make today and outcomes we can expect tomorrow based on those choices too. What outcomes are really important to you? What are your needs and wants? If you want things to get better, blaming won't get it done, neither will blind loyalty or any other simple thing. In fact, ask that question every day. How does this policy and vision make things better? And what does better look like? We need people, you, to vote, and we need informed votes, right along with advocacy, speak or be spoken for. If you are not investing some modest amount of your time in politics, you will be living with the result of those who do invest that time. And politics is advocacy, and it's up to you to do your advocacy or it doesn't get done. Nobody's going to fix things for us. There isn't one magic simple, if you only they or if everybody would type solution out there. 
There are just choices and possible outcomes and advocacy and votes. Right boils down to the outcome of democracy, and it's what those people who actually participate say it is. No joke. Remember that. The parties are as good as we are at doing our part. Do your part. And those parties will be more right than they are right now. And it's very likely you will see better outcomes than you do right now. And there will be less blame, less wrong to discuss, which is what we really need. We might want to blame those other people, but we need to improve more. I think there may actually be an era in which Republicans and Democrats, I know, are equally wrong. There is a lot of energy in America amongst the two parties for criticizing each other. The language can get pretty rough and the denials are never ending, but I think that there is a reason for this. There is a big misunderstanding at work here, a mistake that is all too easy to make. I think that people are sort of aware of it on some level, but have never allowed it to hold the merit it deserves. So here it is. There are political parties with their associated platforms and their respective celebrity leaders. They establish the general doctrine and direction that are formally displayed as party-specific, people looking for a power structure with which to associate themselves in the interest of promoting their own values, can use these well-advertised frameworks as a guide for making their choice. But here is the mistake people make. When a man or woman on the street chooses their party and promotes its candidates, materially with the votes, they have not necessarily adopted every last single detail of the party platform. No more holds true for Biden and Trump. Just because you voted for them doesn't mean you agree with everything. In fact, in some cases, there is a fairly large divide between the politicians' devious, behind-the-scenes secret agendas and the well-intentioned voters' sincere hopes for the direction of the country. As an example, Democratic president may be promoting American involvement in the Paris Climate Accords for the purpose of facilitating a massive transfer of wealth in the interest of making a huge step forward towards globalism. A Democratic voter may support the very same accord because they are worried about their grandchildren having clean drinking water or because they don't want their beach house to go underwater, supposedly. A Republican president may want bigger military because the network of companies that will be sent into high gear to equip a bigger force will be good for the economy and provide jobs. But a Republican voter may want the same increase because their son will be less likely to put in harm's way with a 350-ship Navy than with a 275-ship Navy, or because they hope for a career as a teacher on an American military base in a foreign country. More people, more children, more teachers. The point is that when we criticize someone on social media or in the ether for being Democrat or Republican, we rarely know enough about them to be able to pass judgment just because we know what their loudmouth party leaders say in carefully written speeches. I am a Republican, but I am not necessarily a Trumper. He wants the border wall for his reasons, and I completely understand why he wanted it done, and I want it for mine. Democrats have many areas in which you can make similar observations. Tread lightly when attributing to people all of the characteristics of their stated party affiliation. You can be a mile off regarding two people standing on the same beach, building the same thing, but in two entirely different ways. You can either set the table for battle or try to make ends towards conversation. I tend to try to work on the table scenario more often than not. For those on both sides, I understand how hard it is. 
Do you know how many times I have wanted to pull my hair out over Russian collusion? Or how many times I have wanted to smash my computer over the cannibalistic cabal? I am a registered Republican, and I will not apologize for it, but I also do not have to agree with everything the party stands for. This creates some interesting message traffic from my fans and haters, but I will not resign to the fact that your agreement, it really isn't necessary for me to be right. That is for you to discern, just as the same holds true. We are all working on the same goals, but building and manipulating our castles based on what we currently know and our individual experience. There is no way we can ever understand where someone is coming from on ideological polarities. But we can understand the conviction they have to defend it in turn, because we feel the same. Yes, there is a very large element of alt-right and leftists in the government today. But there are also large amounts on the, online and maybe even on our neighborhoods. But they're not the norm. In fact, they are not even a recognized minority. Their influence is when we give them life, when we compromise our ability to never let anyone control our emotions. We hold that power alone when we set the table for battle before we even begin. We are dangerously close to generating ideological warfare in this country when we both want a fortified castle of sand and no idea how we get the other person to help us achieve that goal. So we mutually assure each other's destruction in an effort in futility. Folks, that's it for me. Thank you so much. Please let me know. If you have any comments on the show, remember, we can agree, we can disagree, you can love me, you can hate me, just don't unfriend me. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. Veterans need your help right now. Please reach out to a vet. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. It's free of charge, and there is absolutely no sharing of this information. It's private. If you are not a veteran, they will also take care of you and not turn you away. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Please stick with me live. I will be coming back and answering a few questions, and then we will call it complete. Have a good evening. God bless, and I will talk to you tomorrow night for episode 268. And now I'll just go ahead and play the thing. Bye.